Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. As an entrepreneur, you might be putting your health and your fitness at the bottom of your to-do list. But how is that affecting your success and your bottom line? That is something that I am going to be chatting today with Harvey Fairburn, the founder of High Performance Business Owner. Harvey, thank you very much for joining me today. Pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Tell me about what you do and how you came to it. Okay. Yeah. So basically I work with business owners, basically helping them with all things high performance, helping them with manage their energy, manage their confidence and manage themselves essentially so they can elevate their personal standards so they can perform better in their businesses. Something that we do and I believe is working harder on you than you do your business, because if you don't develop and work on you, your business essentially outgrows you because you become very lost, unfulfilled, uninspired along the way which can then obviously tank your energy, your passion for what you're doing. So this is very much how I got into doing this is I'd always worked in the fitness industry. And then I transitioned over to working with business owners because I became very obsessed with business. I became very obsessed with that because I was actually lacking in other areas in my life. So I basically put everything into my business, my identity, everything, spent all my time there. And what I found was I was chasing external things because I was actually lacking other things in my life. So what that then happened is I ended up chasing money, chasing all the external things. Again, even from a body perspective, I cared more about what I looked like on the external than actually I felt on the internal. And what that meant was I was overcompensating and spending all my time in the business, but then everything else around me was falling down. I was lacking fulfillment, was lacking energy, which then obviously starts eventually impacting the business because especially when you're working with a client-based business is I didn't, didn't have the fulfillment or the energy to give back to them. So that was actually then as a byproduct impacting my business. So from learning that and going through my own personal development journey and working you know, with coaches and entrepreneurs, I've realized that actually you are the vehicle for your business. And it's very much about putting you at the forefront and ensuring that you're nourishing yourself, you're fulfilled within your own life so that you can actually give back to that business most importantly. It can be quite difficult though, when you're on that journey and you're, you know, you're striving and you're setting things up and you're getting the knockbacks or, you know, or even when, when you're thriving to actually go, right, okay, hang on, it's me time now. How important is that? How you've worked with clients and how that has the knock-on effect that that has had with their business as well. Yeah, 100%. So I think if we look at this from like, how can you manage like your stress and putting yourself first to manage the business, right? So if we think about it, when you give everything to your business, it's going to take up a lot of emotion. It's going to take up a lot of energy and a lot of headspace and capacity to think. You then throw stress deadlines, pressure in, family commitments. It doesn't leave much time left for yourself. And the problem is with this is when you've got no time for yourself, you're out of shape, you don't have the energy you want, you don't have the confidence that you want, and you're not actually doing the stuff that you need to do in terms of for yourself, that can actually make the small little problems, even within your business, magnified and a lot more overwhelming. Because as you'll know, like when 
stress and pressure is high and your emotions are high, your intelligence is much lower. And we don't always make then the best decisions that we need based upon how we feel. Mm -hmm. So the ability to manage your emotions and have the awareness around this is going to be absolutely key. So you can actually start to understand yourself more. So when you start taking charge of you more, your health, you start moving more, you start clearing your head, you start eating better, going to the gym. Naturally, you just start to feel better. And when you feel better and you look better, you start to perform better, right? And by doing the hard things for yourself personally and taking that little bit more ownership and actually the ability to pull yourself out the business to serve yourself actually allows you to deal and manage with the pressure much better because you've already served yourself first meaning that you can then go and serve everybody else around you and actually give more back to your business. So by you actually opting in for the hard things on a daily basis for yourself, you start to condition yourself and your identity to someone that can manage that stress, manage that pressure, because you're choosing to actually opt in for that on a day-to-day basis. So when you start to take more charge of you, your health, you move more, you're eating better, you're performing better as a byproduct, that's naturally going to carry across to business. And I always like to say this to my clients. If you think about it as a sports performance car, let's say Ferrari, for example, you wouldn't expect it to operate at its max capacity if you were fueling it on cheap fuel. So it's the exact same with you. The way that you nourish your body, the way that you talk to yourself, the way that you hydrate yourself, the way that you look after yourself is going to be the way in which you perform and show up. So if you really think about it from this perspective, right, if you're not hydrating yourself, even from like, uh, if we just look at this from a health perspective, you're not hydrating yourself, your cognitive function is going to be off on a day-to-day basis, meaning you're going to get clouded, you're going to get more overwhelmed much faster. If you're not fueling your body correctly, your energy is going to be off, meaning that you're going to be much more reactive. If you're not moving in the day, you're going to be much more sluggish, meaning your productivity is going to be off, meaning that's going to cause more stress and pressure because you've got then more things to do. So I think looking at it from, from that perspective, but can also look at it from another perspective in the sense of what's actually causing the stress, pressure and overwhelm. How do you actually behave differently in those times? And then how can you actually create boundaries around this? And for people that are listening now that are kind of recognizing some of the things that you're in themselves that you're saying, either that they're feeling overwhelmed, that they know that they're not looking after themselves so much. What are the kind of questions that you ask to help recognize, right, is this where I'm headed? You know, am I going down this wrong path? Is this What are the kind of questions that you, maybe you ask your clients for them to recognize, right? Okay. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. So the third thing I'd probably ask is what is currently missing in your life right now? Where do you feel that you're lacking confidence? Where is it that you feel you're lacking fulfillment? How do you feel in yourself day to day? Because when you can start to identify those things, you can then start to change those behaviors. And I think the big thing why a lot of people don't start taking charge of their health and why people put this off for so long is they actually feel like they need to be doing so much more than they actually need to do. So I think people have this perception of like, they need to go on these crazy strict diets, or they need to be going to the gym five, six times a week, and they need to be doing all this stuff when it's actually like, just start with the small basic steps first. If you find yourself not hydrating on a day to day basis, start with hydrating, and then you slowly start to layer those habits and those behaviors up over a period of time because that is what i found is because we're so ambitious we're so driven we want to do everything to like the utmost perfection right so what we tend to do is and what i've experienced is with clients is they want to go from zero to 100 really quick just like we do in our businesses right we want to grow them as fast as we can but you can't do that you have to layer the foundations in and very much like if you think like you've not behaved in the way in which you want or you've not built these habits up over 20 years you're not going to break them overnight so you can't go from like not going to the gym to going five six times a week to cutting out all the less nutritious foods do you know what i mean so it's a case of actually layering these habits step by step i mean 
that is what I would do if you are now thinking like, okay, I, I just need to start making some small changes because I know we spoke about outside of this about like vision of where you're going. And we can obviously touch on that in a little bit more depth. But I think from the basic fundamentals, starting with your health is just making those little changes of like, what can I actually control right now that I've got the ability and headspace to do? And coming on to vision then, and I know a lot of business owners will have, right, this is the vision I have for my business. This is where I want to be. But then they may have got lost themselves along the way. How do you get them to come back to what they want for themselves personally? Yeah, so I I think this ties into values quite a lot as well. So one thing that I get my clients to do when they start working with first is actually identifying what are the things that they actually value most in their life. And if we think about values, think of it as like, what is it that's most important to you? Where are you spending most of your time? What are you spending your money on from, from that side of things? And then what is it that you actually visualize most about in your life? What is it that you truly want from it? Because when you can identify that, you can then start identifying the vision that you actually want to create for yourself. Because the problem is, is you can create a vision for your business of where you want it to go, right? And you can end up building this incredible business. And that, that is absolutely incredible. But does that actually fit and serve the life in which you want to live? Does it actually work for you? Because if you're not living with the health you want, the body you want, the confidence you want, but you've got this incredible business that's earning you lots of money, it's kind of like very unfulfilling just having money coming through the door, but then actually not living in the life you want. And if that business is even built around the life you want. So I think getting really clear on the vision for you of like, how do you actually want to live your life? How much time do you want to spend in your business? How is it that you want to look and feel? Because then you can start to actually build the business vision around you. So rather than actually you build your life around the business, build the business around your life, most importantly, because it allows you to be at the forefront of that. And that's going to allow you to be more fulfilled, create a bigger vision for yourself. And when you're more fulfilled and you've got a vision for yourself and you enjoy your life more, don't get me wrong, business is always going to come with stress and challenges. But when you're more fulfilled as a founder and entrepreneur, you will naturally behave better in alignment with that because you'll have more energy, you'll make better quality decisions. Whereas if you're more stress pressured, overwhelmed all the time and not really fulfilled, you're probably going to look for things that are going to give you a quick dopamine hit. So less nutritious foods, alcohol, staying up later, you're not really going to behave in alignment with the person you want to become. So I think actually finding what you want as a person is going to allow you to create that vision. How do you shift that though? If we've all got habits that we've maybe staying up too late or we've fallen into that, I'll have a cup of coffee instead of a drink of water. How do you change the the discipline, the motivation so that people aren't self-sabotaging it? Yes, love that. Great question. So this is where it all comes back down to identity behaviors, but it comes back down to vision as well, right? Because you have to create a bigger purpose behind the vision. So if we just look at this from a surface level perspective of like, okay, me making this small habit and this small change is going to make me look and feel a little bit better. It's probably too flaky. It's not going to allow you to really take charge and ownership of you. Now, if we look at your highest values, majority of people are going to be listening. It's going to be business is definitely going to be up there as a high value, right? So let's just say your health's a value, your family's a value, and your business is a value. How does then you take in charge of your health, your body, impact those things? When you can tie it into a bigger vision and a bigger purpose than just your physical self, you're more likely to then change those behaviors in alignment with that because it's got like so much more meaning behind it. So for example, if I didn't take charge and behave in a way in which I do on a day-to-day basis with my energy, the way I nourish myself, the way I sleep, the way I behave, I wouldn't then be able to show up on social media in the way I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to speak to the clients in the way in which I want most importantly. And and I wouldn't be able to 
become the person that I'm fundamentally trying to become. So you've got to tie it into the identity and that and that, and that bigger vision. So in terms of actually changing the behaviors, then of course we've got to then layer these in and layer them in. So you've got to get clear on okay, what's the vision, but what's the identity of the person that I want to become? Would this person currently behave in that way? I mean, I've heard it. It's not fake it till you make it. It's from the way I like to describe it. It's acting as if. So you're acting as if you're already there or, you know, you're doing the kind of things that that person who has that identity, like you said, would do. You're going for your walk. You're you're drinking your water. You're, you know. Yes, 100%. I, I spoke to my clients about this the other day is that your identity will always lag. So just like when you're growing your business and you're going up a level and it's uncomfortable, there's always going to be a lag and a delay in there for like the level that you're at. And it's the exact same with when you're changing your body, like your mind and the way in which you see yourself will transform at half the rate in which your body will. So if you change your body in six months, it's going to take you 12 months for your mind and identity to catch up with that person. So you've always got to be behaving. It's always about behavior change. Everything's about behavior change. And this is the problem when people set short-term goals. For example, if you say, right, I want to lose two stone in 12 weeks. Amazing. But then what happens when you lose the two stone in 12 weeks, you will then go straight back to your old ways because it's actually the behaviors and the identity of the person that you actually need to work on and change the way that you see yourself, the way that you view yourself, the beliefs that you have, because we always behave how we believe we see ourselves. So like, for example, it might be from like a, a past belief that you've had, or it might be the way in which you've been brought up. You might have been told that you, for example, I, I know from definite experience, I've been told that you must work hard in your business to be successful. So naturally, you're going to put all your time and effort into just working hard because that's the only way you feel you're going to be successful. But then you neglect your health, you neglect your body. So it's about creating and working on the beliefs and also how you actually want to live your life. So then you can start to change the way that you see yourself, change the way that you want to behave and going on a tangent here, but I think environment plays a big role on this as well. So environment is so, so important for this because you've got to think about who are the people around you? How are they behaving? How is your environment set up in terms of food in your home? It's not just about like motivation and having this vision. Like if you stack my house full of sweets and highly less processed foods, the likely it is I'm probably going to eat them. But I think what people do really well that can really take charge of their health is ensure that their environment is in a really, really good place. So I ensure that the people that I surround myself with all value very much the same things. And then I ensure that my environment from a food perspective in the kitchen, I don't bring anything in that I know that I will overconsume or eat if it's in my way. Are you ready to scale your e-commerce store? Want to do it without having to wear yet another hat and become a digital marketing expert? This episode is brought to you by Neon Digital Clicks the paid traffic partner for family and women's e-commerce brands wanting to scale their stores from five-figure to six-figure months using Meta, Google, and Klaviyo marketing services. Neon is offering listeners a free scaling audit worth £3,000. So whether your sales have plateaued or you're looking for growth, this is a great opportunity to lift the lid on your business and identify where the opportunities are hiding. Head to scalingglow.com to discover just how much revenue you could scale your store to this year. And I'm not even speaking from my own experience, right? My husband has a sweet tooth. I, <laughs> I, I will eat it if it's there, but if it's not there, like I never used to buy it. Like when we lived in Ireland, we used to live in Ireland. My husband was living in the, in England, and the treats for the kids were oranges and nuts, and they would be like, "Wow, that's a good thanks! I'll have an orange, I'll have some nuts, amazing." Then we came back to the UK, and it's like the treats are the crisps and the chocolate, and they're in the house. So how do you like? I suppose it's just really that discipline of saying no and that motivation of having that of sticking to that vision 
and that and that clear picture that you really want and making it I don't know making it something that's tangible that you're like right okay no I'm I'm really going to stick to this and have this this willpower so people that are coming to you and, and you work with a lot of business owners what stage are they at what are the kind of common problems that they're coming to you with yeah so when when most of the people step in to come to me they're they're out of shape they're lacking confidence they're lacking energy most importantly and then vision for themselves right okay which so is then impacting sorry go on no, so is they're a little bit stuck, I suppose, in terms of they're lost. Yeah, they're they're yeah. they're lost. They they know they're not performing in the way in which they want to. They just know they're capable of more. So I've got some really really successful business owners inside the program that you know are turning hundred million plus, but they are just so lost as people because they've dedicated everything to their businesses and careers. So their identity outside of the career, they don't know who they are. Mm. So it's like well. All they do is they find themselves working more and more and more because they're unfulfilled outside of their life. So we actually start getting them clear on like, who are you as a person? Who is it that you're trying to become? And how do you want to live your life? Because when you can get clear on that, that's when you'll start to behave differently. Whereas if you're just trying to change the way in which you eat, it will never stick. It will never work because you don't, you haven't tied the behavior and identity into who you're actually trying to become. Yeah. So I found like we're working with clients, like they always want a goal when they first come to, I need a goal, I need a goal. And it's like, okay, but why do you want a goal? Well, I find when I have a goal that I'm more focused, I'm more on it as uh, as people say. I say, okay, why why is it that you feel that you're more on it? Well, I'm just more strict, I'm more structured, I've got more routine. I'm like, okay, so you behave differently. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And I'm like, so actually it's the behaviors that you want that make you feel better, that make you perform better. And that's actually what you want to create as an identity. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, so how do we then create that identity and those behaviors without having a goal in place? Well, the goal is the way in which you want to live your life and the way in that that impacts those around you. So if that's your loved ones, your relationships, your business, because if you think about it, if you're not fueling your body right and you're not nourishing yourself, you're not looking after yourself and you're stressed all the time. Imagine how that impacts then your relationships. Imagine that impacts friends imagine how that impacts business the way in which you show up for clients the way in which you manage yourself so it all comes back down to you at the end of the day and i think energy and confidence is a big one here as well so i, I would like to touch on them as well <laughs> yeah no i mean and what differences have you seen in terms of in people's businesses that you've worked with by yeah. looking after their health and fitness how have you seen them change so i'll give you an example of a client who's made honestly absolutely incredible progress in six months like i've probably never seen the changes in which uh, this person has seen. So this person actually won Young Entrepreneur of the Year, created a very successful business, multi-million pound business, done very, very well, but was lacking fulfillment, lacking anxiety, was not looking after themselves, was operating from like fear and past beliefs. They were really holding themselves back. I mean, we're talking to the point here where they actually went to Young Entrepreneur of the Year again this year and actually had a panic attack and actually had to leave. Right. So that's really where there was, you could see they dedicated everything to the business, but they were so lost, so anxious that they didn't understand where it was coming from. So they also wasn't actually fulfilled in the business they were running because again, they had been to previous mentors that had, again, enforced beliefs in them that you just need to work hard to create this successful business. So this is where we very much like are about the person, put the person first in the business and the people on the profit will follow. And I know probably there will be a lot of founders and entrepreneurs that will be able to relate to this. Of course, you're going to have to sacrifice things in order to grow your business. There's no getting away from that. But I think, again, it's understanding what are you willing to sacrifice in order to grow that business? So you're actually clear and you've got expectations around that. 
going back to this, so basically once we'd got this founder really, really clear on what his vision was, where he wanted to go and how improving his health, his energy, his confidence would give him the ability to make the changes that he wanted. He then obviously went and started taking action on this very, very simple steps first, just focusing on him moving more, him nourishing himself. And within five months, he's dropped four stone, no crazy restrictions, going to the gym three times a week, managing his nutrition, again, just hydrating, moving more, little pit stops throughout his day, um, which I'll talk about in a minute. Got him really clear on the values in which he wants, so he could then obviously put the necessarily boundaries in place. And then what that does is it gives you clarity because when you're constantly in your business, you'll know it's hard to see anything going on in your life because you're so consumed by it. So what that had done is allow him the ability to actually pull out of his business, start to work on him. He started to grow in his confidence more, started to put himself out on social media and actually, again, work with the clients that he wanted based upon his values. So he, I know he'd sacked clients that were paying him thousands a month because they didn't fit in line with what he was trying to create. And he's also set other businesses alongside and he's actually managed to generate 40 new clients in eight weeks from him showing up in a way in which he wanted to, working with the clients that he wants and having that confidence to go and back himself and do that, uh, which in the grand scheme of things, if we're talking about like revenue, that forexed his business within that time, just because he was behaving in a way in which he wanted to and showing up for himself and putting himself first. Yeah. And do people come to you when they have, they're at the end of their tether? No, people come to me when they just know they're capable of more. They just know like life's kind of going okay. Yeah. But they know they're like in cruise mode. So I had a guy come to me about four weeks ago. I got on a call with him and he said, look, I'm not in a bad place. I've got three businesses, running multi-million pound businesses. They're going really well. I just feel like I'm kind of just cruising along in life and I've got no purpose. I've got nothing else but work and that's the problem. So it's like, okay, what's the problem with that? Well, because all I've got is work, I'm kind of just ordering takeaways in. I've got nothing else to really do but work and eat. And then you you eat out of boredom. What about the women that you work with? Because a lot of the listeners will be female founders that are listening here that are are women that may or may not have children and have partners or may or may not have partners. And so they have a partner and I'm not saying your other clients don't, but they have a partner, they have a business, they have, and then they have their kids. So, and then there is themselves and their own health. (laughs) They need to look after. How are you finding that the female clients that you work with are managing it? Yeah. So just to put in perspective as well, majority of my clients are married, running businesses with kids as well. Um, And I do have lots of women that I work with. So don't get me wrong, it's hard, it's challenging. But I think what I've had to kind of work with them on again is finding their identity, especially as you'll know, as like a mother, like you lose your identity as a person. So it's literally all then on career and then being a mom. So you put yourself last on the list again, but then it's like you're not able to show up in the way in which you want for them at the best of your ability, even though you feel that you are, because I always, I always use this framework, right? Would you want your children to do the same as that you do for your children in the sense of you give everything to them, you dedicate everything to them, you don't spend any time working on yourself, which leaves you last on the list again. So if you think about it from that perspective, would you want your children to do the same? Would you want them to feel in the way in which you do, or would you want them to put themselves first and look after themselves and nourish themselves? And don't get me wrong, there's a degree where you, of course, have to look after your kids, right? Because you're a, yeah. you're, you're a parent, but to what degree and what is that then yeah. costing you? I think there's another, you have to be selfish. I, don't, I actually don't think that it's selfishness at all. I don't think, but some people, some people may think it is, but it's not. I think, you know, you have to look after yourself or else you have nothing else to give. Exactly. You can only give what you can, what you've got at the end of the day. And 
you can't show up and be the best parent that you can if you've got no energy you're through the floor and you're not nourishing yourself and also think about it from a role model perspective do you want your children doing those same things do you want them eating less nutritious foods ordering takeaway and do you want them not going and looking after themselves and this is where again communication comes in communicating with those around you you, you know your partner this is what i'm now going to be doing this is the impact it's going to have it's going to improve our relationship but again this is where theming your days can be really really helpful and this is something that i wanted to touch on and this is something that i do that has worked really well it's allowed my relationship relationship to thrive while I'm growing the business. So I theme my days of the week. So what what I will do is I communicate with my partner going into every single month and every single week. And I'll go, right, this is the sprint focus for this month. My focus this month is going to be to double down on business. So I'm going to be working a little bit more in the office. I'm going to be less time spending with you. However, we ensure every single middle of the week, we have a morning off work where we spend together breakfast, catch up, connect. We still have like that, like love there, still get that fulfillment. And then we make sure we spend the weekends together. But I am working then in the office late, which gives me the ability to not be stressed or pressured because I already know I've communicated that. So that's really, really helpful. So in terms of theming your days, ensuring that you're working in the business on some days and working on the business on some days. So for me, like Monday is like client communication, very heavy. I deliver a podcast and a, and a tune up that will consume a lot, a lot of my day on the Monday. So I'll be working from anywhere from seven till nine, 10 at night. So it's a very heavy day. Tuesday is then working on marketing. So I do all my marketing for the week. And then he's like client touch points on a Tuesday, be very heavy again. But then Wednesday, I won't start work till 11, 11.30. And I will basically take the morning off to recharge, spend some time with a partner, which gives me more fulfillment, which allows me to drive more back into my business. So I spend time with my daughter as well in the morning, spend time with Linz, and then back into business again. And then Thursday again is heavy. Friday, I'll work on the business, but I cut off again early on a Friday. So what I then do is I create more energy going into the weekend so that I'm not on my ass to spend with the family on the weekend. And I think this is a big thing, like theming your days and weeks so that you can maximize and get the most out of your energy and also get the most out of your relationship and your business. So just on energy then, everyone will have different times yes. of the day and of the week that they perform best or that they like to do certain things you know how can people I mean some people may know that innately and they're like oh yeah I'm more productive between 9 11 so I yeah. usually do this kind of work and then it all goes to pot after two o'clock so or or whatever it might be how do you suggest people manage their energies then how can they work in the most productive way yeah so what we do with our clients is we get them to do an energy audit first so audit what are the tasks that you love doing? What are the tasks you hate doing? And what is your energy like when you're consuming them? So you can start to identify when your energy is at its best. Because again, you don't just get energy, you have to go and create that energy. So think about the tasks in which you're doing, how much energy they take in, how long are you spending on them, and then where you can obviously then best fit them into your day. But also think about the environment that you're in when you're doing them, because is the environment that you're actually in giving you energy or taking away your energy. So for me, I spent a lot of time, money and effort on my office. So it looks nice because I want to come in here and actually work and be productive. But I also ensure that one day a week, I go out and actually work in a coffee shop to get me in a different environment, a different space. Because if you're spending a lot of time in that one place, it's going to tank your energy. So think about the environment that you're in and the people around you as well. Who are you actually talking to on a day-to-day basis? And do you actually need to put boundaries in place to create that energy? Because if people are constantly consuming your energy, I don't know if there'll be many fans on here that have got like clients that they speak to on a day-to-day basis, but do you even need to create times where you're actually communicating with their clients and boundaries? Because if you're trying to get tasks done, you've got clients coming in, you're talking to them all day long, they're just going to be consuming all your energy. So I have set times for clients to get back to them 
nine, 12, end of the day. And then that is it. Like I, I, I cut it off. I have half an hour each section. Otherwise, it's just going to consume your energy all day long. Can I ask you, have you, because you sound like a very disciplined person. Mm-hmm. How people become more disciplined? It is around identity. I wasn't always this way. You do really have to literally behave your way there. Again, I think it comes back down to what do you really want in your life? And why is that important to you? Because honestly, I was the biggest people pleaser ever. And I lacked confidence. I lacked massive anxiety. We could do a podcast just on how anxious I was as a person. I've, I've been through a lot. It really made me think, if I continue behaving in this way, I'm not going to get to where I want to be in my life. Mm. And it kind of really does come down to that because all my family are really successful. And that for me was like what really started me on the career of wanting to be successful. And it was almost like, what am I going to do? So for me, it was like, I've got a family now what do I really want from my life? And if I don't actually cut these people out of my life, I'm going to continue going down the path in which they're going, but that's not the life in which I want to live. So I got really clear on like, this is where I want to go. And in order for me to do that, what have I got to sacrifice to get there? Yeah, It's been a little bit relentless. <laughs> yeah. And the vision has to be one that you really want, obviously. You know what I mean? You have to... In- Really... It's got to be everything. Like, look, yeah. we, we, we run our clients through a rich life training of like, how do you literally want your whole rich life to look in terms of the relationships? Where do you want to live? How much money do you actually want and need to earn to live the life that you want? Because again, we can end up chasing external things for the wrong reasons. And do you, are you even clear on even why you want it? Like, do you even know why you run the business you do? Do you even know why you have the business you do? So getting really clear on that and working on that will then allow you to behave your way to the person you want to become, if that makes sense. So to kind of finish us off, then Harry, what would you say if someone's listening and they're like, right, okay, am I in that situation? What, you know, what are the questions they should ask themselves? Yeah. Okay. So I think first off, ask yourself, are you currently happy with the life that you've got? Are you happy with the business that you've got? And are you happy? And are you happy and confident within yourself? Because then that's going to allow you the ability to know, okay, like what actually needs to shift and change. And then obviously you can start going and then creating those changes, whether you start doing them yourself, whether you reach out to someone, have someone in your corner. For me personally, I've always had a mentor in my corner. I've always found if you are a high performer and you want to operate at your best, having someone in your corner is important because you're going to have days where you need also support as well. And also I feel as entrepreneurs, we can always have like this little bit of ego where we feel like we need to do everything on themselves. And what I always say is if If you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go further, you go together. So having that support, someone that has already been through all the challenges that you've already been through. It's the exact same like that someone would come to to you for something, right? I went to a businessman and worked with them for two years when I wanted to grow my business because I know they'd already been where I wanted to be. Same with, you know, coaching. I, I went to a coach that would help me coach at a higher level, understand human behavior. That's why I went there. So it's the same with with your kind of journey. If you are currently lost and you don't have a clue like where to start with that. Of course, these questions are going to help you, but then it's like, okay, but then how do I get there? So just some advice for listeners, start off small, even if it's just getting out, getting a walk, start off with putting boundaries in place in terms of what time you're finishing and starting work. So you can start to create more energy. Cause again, if you don't have those cutoff points and your energy's through the floor, you're going to make less quality decisions in terms of your nutrition and your health, and then create little pit stops in your day for going out and moving. So you can create more energy, but also so you can look after your health. Because if you're spending like hours on end in the office, you've probably not been productive anyway. I mean, you've got to ask yourself, how many of you actually sit there for eight to 10 hours and actually work? I will only work for 90 minutes on one task and I'll get up and move. Because the reality is after 90 minutes, your productivity will start to dive down anyway. Unless I'm really, really in a task and I feel like it's going well, I'm out the office. And how? where can people find you and how can they work with you? 
So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So it's just half Fairburn. It's just my personal one. I have just literally started the high performance business owner one. But if you go and follow me on my personal, that's where I put everything out. So that's just H-A-R-V and then Fairburn. And we'll link all those in the show notes. And you have a website, do you, that people can go to or not? It's just been built. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, when that's ready, we'll link it in the show notes as well. So uh, come back. And if it's not there when you're listening to it now, it will be soon. So be. thank you very much for joining me. And if you have enjoyed listening to this episode, I would love for you to leave a review so that other people can find it. And I will be back again next week with another great guest. Thank you. Appreciate it for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at The Buying Retail Coach. Check out my website, www.thebuyingretailcoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, The Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.